0: And welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I am here this morning. Thank you for joining me for the solo cast. It's a very important topic. Like I said, it's 4 30 in the morning, and Jay's at work. I have my fireplace on, and you don't get to do this very often (laughs) here in the desert. So I get up early and I try to enjoy this for the few months out of the year that uh, you know it's not boiling hot here and you actually get to pretend you live in a place that has seasons. So I'm excited to be here with you this morning. I'm going to share with you something that I think is really, really important. And it never occurred to me how important it was until I got caught up in a situation that really scared me. So today, the podcast is going to be on emergency situations. And I don't think that we ever really learn about this in our beauty biz world. So I just want to bring an awareness into your world in case something crazy happens to you. So you're prepared and you know how to handle it. So last week I was teaching the growth bank technique in the beauty biz club. And I have to be honest with you, when you teach these online classes, really what you're doing is you're staring at yourself on a computer screen for an hour to an hour and a half. So After I'm done with these podcasts, my brain can be a little bit loopy, you know, after just looking at yourself in the, in the computer and talking away for an hour and a half, I can feel a little bit disconnected after I teach these things. So I try to kind of, you know, just do things that don't require much brain work after I teach in the morning. So I get done teaching that success segment in the beauty bids club and I head to the grocery store. And I walk in the grocery store and I'm in my own head thinking away like we, you know, quite often are when we go to the grocery store and I walk by aisle four and I saw what I thought was a child laying on the floor, having a temper tantrum. They were kind of wailing around a little bit. So I kept on walking and then something processed in my brain. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I don't think that was a kid. And I bet you if I went back and I watched the surveillance video at the grocery store, I think I actually started walking backwards, back towards aisle four. So I get to the aisle and I look and I see it's a woman who is laying on the floor, seizuring, it's all wet around her. And I stood over her for a few seconds and I started asking her, are you okay? Are you okay? Ed?" Then I realized, I I knelt down and I pulled her hair away from her face and twisted her body just a little bit. And she was blue, you guys. And oh my goodness, you don't even have time to think when something like this happens. So I ran to the end of the aisle and there were two women standing there and God bless one woman because she was so pregnant. I think she was ready to give birth within five minutes. And I threw her into a tizzy. I'm surprised she didn't go into labor. I just said, you know, I need your help. You need to call 911. And I looked at her friend and I said, you go to the front of the store and ask them to page and see if they have a doctor or a nurse here in this grocery store and tell them that I need their help on aisle four. And then I ran back down. Now the woman is just starting to like this all happened within 2 seconds. I didn't leave her laying there for an hour on the the verge of of turning blue and and dying on me. I promise you. So, I get back down there like 1 second later. Now, the lady who is pregnant followed me and she's frazzled. She doesn't want to call 911 because she's not from here and doesn't know where she is. So, what I'm telling you is people go a little bit crazy when they're put in an emergency situation. So I start talking to the girl and just asking her questions and telling her she's going to be okay. And it's unbelievable how powerful our words can be to another human being, by the way, because I think just me touching her and rubbing her back and telling her that she was going to be okay, brought her out of her seizure. So we get her sitting up and you know her head is falling kind of down between... Her legs a little bit, and she doesn't know who she is or where she is. So I'm rubbing her back, and now I have like 20 people standing around me in the store, and they page for emergency help. And this woman—it's so funny how you can replay these things in your mind because all I remember is this woman crawling towards me on the floor, and she started telling me how she used to be a nurse and she wasn't anymore. And I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness, I don't need your resume." I just—I said to her, "Could you?" tell me how to help this gal. And I remember looking up and there's some older man saying, everybody needs to stay calm. Everybody needs to stay calm. And so that's what I started just telling, you know, the the gal that had just had the seizure. She's still a little bit blue, you guys. And it kept going through my head as, oh my God, is she going to die on me? Is she going to die on me? And I do know from my flight attendant days, this is actually how I had all of the knowledge that that I did during this emergency situation from my flight attendant days, because I was trained to pretty much handle anything that could possibly happen at 41,000 feet up in the air. So I knew to have them go to the front and page to see if there was a medical professional in the building. I knew to not give CPR when somebody is having a seizure. And honestly, I couldn't really tell if she was breathing or not, but When I got her sitting up quickly, you know, she was kind of coming to, and I knew that I was supposed to just ask her questions. Like I said, and you'll be shocked if you ever are in a situation like this to find how out, how powerful words can be. So I think remaining calm, touching somebody like that gentleman reminding me to tell her to relax and that everything was going to be okay. These are things that really helped. So that's kind of why I'm here today in a nutshell. I started thinking, and I really couldn't let this go. I didn't even sleep. Um, I didn't sleep that night because once I sat this gal up, I realized she had two black eyes and bruises covering her body. And, you know, I consider myself to be a kind, caring person. And I just keep wondering what's happening in her life. You know why she would be covered in bruises. So I didn't, I didn't sleep that night. And what I started thinking is, oh my goodness, we are not trained for these situations as beauty biz practitioners. So I am here today to give you some tips, some takeaways that I had from this situation. And I'm here today to ask you to do a little bit of research and gain a little bit of knowledge around what you would do in an emergency situation. Because I started telling my clients the following week, you know, you have your clients that come in that you've known forever. I started telling them this situation and the response I got was quite shocking to me. And the truth is somebody could get hurt in your business. Somebody could have a seizure in your business. Somebody could have a stroke or a heart attack in your business. And I want you to be as prepared as you can be and be able to handle the situation in a professional and a life-saving manner. And, you know, I was walking around the grocery store. I'm going to backtrack a little bit after this happened. And one of the paramedics approached me and he said, you know, you handled this like a rock star. He had gone to the back and watched the surveillance video and, you know, I was telling my sister, she's a nurse, she goes, Lori, that's because most people don't do anything. When something like this happens, they don't know what to do. So again, this is why I'm here today. So I started telling my clients about the situation and got some shocking responses. One of my clients just, and she's a tough cookie. She comes to me pretty much a few times a month. I've known her for years. She's a tough gal. And she just started crying. And she started crying because she said her father, when he was elderly, had a seizure in a grocery store. And it just really made her wonder if anyone helped him. And she said, I don't think anyone did, because that was the beginning of the end of his health. You know, his his health started failing after the seizure. And she wondered how long he sat there before he got help. And honestly, you guys, it took the paramedics a good 15, 20 minutes to get to the grocery store. So you have to be prepared to save somebody's life, because you may not have help as quickly as you think. And then I had another client. She's actually a fairly new client of mine who is in esthetician school right now. And she's probably listening to this podcast because she started coming to me for facials because of this podcast. So she was telling me she actually had a seizure. Her doctor, she's a young gal. Her doctor put her on medicine that was just not right for her. And I believe she may have even been in the grocery store when she had the seizure. So these things happen. I want you to be prepared, so I've made some notes to share with you, and I'm going to ask you to take responsibility as a kind, compassionate human being and as somebody who is in a small, dark treatment room most of the time with our clients and and you may need to know these things someday. I want you to feel prepared. So, I'll tell you first of all the things that I know I did right. I found somebody close by to help me, right? It's it's about teamwork. I asked one person to call 911, and I asked another person to go get help and to page and see if there were anyone in the store that had a medical background that could assist me. So I know I did that right. I did not do CPR on this gal because she was having a seizure. I know that I did that right. I used powerful words to help her mind return to a normal state, like, you're going to be okay. Okay. And I touched her, I rubbed her back and just kept telling her everything was going to be okay. Then when she came to, I asked her if I could actually get in her purse and I asked somebody who worked at the store to bring her purse over to me. And I said, is there anyone that we can call? You know, do you have a family member that can come here and go to the hospital with you or meet you at the hospital? So these are things that I know that I did right. Some things that I did wrong is I was trained on an AED and that is something. It's a tool. We had them on all the airplanes. I know what they are. I got trained for 10 years in a row on this piece of equipment and it can save somebody's life. It's kind of a machine that will do, not kind of, it is a machine that'll do CPR for you. The heart defibrillator type reaction. I didn't even think about asking if they had one in the store and most businesses have them now. When you're walking through an airport, you'll start to see them on the wall. But if somebody's ever having a heart attack, around you, all you do is press the button and the AED tells you how to use it. So that's something that could assist you in an emergency. I didn't ask for that. I didn't even think about it, actually. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a dentist after, and she said, well, you could have asked, you know, like there's always an AED there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I know that. And it never even popped into my mind. So you may even want to get an AED for your business. Mm -hmm. I'm seriously going to consider that. Okay, so here's what I took away from this crazy situation that I'm still thinking a lot about. When you flip somebody over and they're blue and all you can think is this person may die if I don't act quickly, it it's scary, 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 scary. So here's what I can tell you. I am not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, not a medicine woman, but I am a practitioner who took this very seriously and also realized I have people... In my facility all the time, and this could happen there. And I want to be as prepared as I can be, and I want you to be super prepared if something like this happens. So, here are my emergency situation tips that I'm going to share with you today. And oh my goodness, if I've forgotten any of them, please, please, please go to the beautybizclub.com. Under news, is where I'll be posting a blog post surrounding this episode and I would love for you to contribute or share anything that happened to you and help us as a, as a profession, you know, like what tips did I not, did I not cover here? Okay. So the first thing you should probably do is have a team meeting or talk to your salon owner, spa owner, whoever it is about having a team meeting and share emergency numbers. They should be in your phone. They should be, if you have a staff, everyone should be required to have emergency phone numbers in their cell phone. Hugely important. Uh, the police, the you know non-emergency police number is hugely important of course 911 but sometimes 911 actually has been busy when I've had to call it driving on the freeway so any type of emergency phone number that you can think of get it in your staff's cell phone have a list at your front desk or in a in a common area where everyone has easy access to emergency phone numbers but also get them in their cell phone The second thing, and I'm going to work on this because I don't even really know what it looks like right now, but an, an emergency outline plan of action should be stapled to all those emergency phone numbers. Like what is the first thing you do in an emergency situation? Who are the people that need to be notified in an emergency situation? Where is your emergency equipment located? So an outline of a plan of action on what to do in an emergency situation, um, gna I, I did some research before I did this podcast and they had an article on emergency situations and they said, everyone should have an emergency response plan. This document will outline the steps your business will take in the immediate aftermath of an emergency situation. They also mentioned having a crisis communication plan. There are likely several key groups you will need to contact after your business has started either the emergency or the disaster response process. This document list will show who you'll contact, employees, customers, vendors, and other groups that are affected. So these two things are something to think about. And again, I got this from gnapartners.com. I believe maybe they're an insurance company, but I thought it was valuable information on how to create an outline of an emergency plan of action, an emergency response plan, and a crisis communication plan. Number three, hugely important, get CPR certified. There are actually people that'll come in and train your entire staff. I also know that there are specific you know, CPR training facilities that are all over the country. So Google and see if there's one in your area. I'm not quite sure if they do this online or not. I actually was trained in CPR for 15 years in a row when I was a flight attendant. We had recurrent training every year. We had to go over the CPR procedures, but I didn't know this. My sister, who's a nurse, told me after my grocery store situation that there are no longer wanting you to do breaths. It's only chest compressions now. So even if you are certified in CPR, probably a good idea to go get a refresher because some things have changed. So CPR certification on my emergency to-do list. Also, I mentioned earlier, I am seriously considering getting an AED installed at my spa because um, that'll do the CPR for you basically. And I didn't do a ton of research on what an AED unit is or how much it costs or anything like that, but you can simply Google AED unit and see if it's, you know, just get familiar with it in case you ever have to use it in a public situation. Don't forget to ask for it. I forgot to ask for it in this situation. And so that bit of advice. Do some research and see if an AED would be a good fit for your business. And even if you don't feel like it is, then certainly watch a YouTube video and see how to use one. They're pretty self-explanatory. You hit the on button and it tells you, it walks you through how to use it. But if you're a crazy Virgo like me and you always like to be prepared for things, you may want to watch a quick video on how to use an AED and where to find them and even see what they look like. So, you know, so you're prepared in an emergency Situation Also, fire extinguishers at your business and at your home and flashlights. Do you have these things available in your practice? I know that in Los Angeles, and I assume it's probably like this in every city, the firefighters come in once a year and they check your fire extinguisher and you have to pay $25 to make sure that it's working properly and get their certificate, which I believe goes on a file at, at whatever county office that you're in that, you know, is in charge of these types of things. But if that doesn't take place or they've never been in your business, A, make sure you have a fire extinguisher. I believe you can even get them at Lowe's or Home Depot, or of course, order them on Amazon. They have everything and make sure it's in working order and easily accessible in your business. So number six is something that, is being prepared for a different type of emergency situation, but make sure you guys have photos of all the contents in your spa or in your salon. Just take pictures of all the products you have, all the equipment you have, your table, everything, and keep it in a folder on your, your iPhone. And this is for insurance purposes. God forbid anything crazy happens. Your insurance filing process will be so streamlined uh, and move so much faster in the reimbursement area if you have documentation, proof, and photos of all of the contents within your business. And number seven on my emergency situation list here is make sure you have a first aid kit. We have one. I keep it in the bathroom at the spa. And um, I'm sure you know you can order that simply on amazon.com. But you want to have an emergency first aid kit in your facility, just to A, cover your butt if something happens to somebody. And then so you can be of of efficient assistance. Let's put it that way if need be. Number eight is learn the Heimlich maneuver. And I recently had to do this as well on Jay. We were having lunch. This was like a year and a half ago. We were having lunch and he started choking on, uh, it was like something small, like a a piece of lettuce, but oh my goodness. And again, it goes back to my flight attendant training. I knew, thank God how to do the Heimlich maneuver. Although he did tell me after he stopped choking that I was horrible at it. I was so scared I was going to hurt him. But the Heimlich Maneuver, you never know. You know, Even though I don't serve food at my spa, I have walked out in the lobby more than once and my client is quickly eating lunch because they're in there for a visit during lunch hour. So you just never, ever know. Get familiar with the Heimlich Maneuver as well. Okay, and then I strongly suggest... Googling what to do when somebody is having a seizure because it is scary to see. And there are certain steps that are listed out. And again, thank God, you know, she was blue. Some people may have started doing CPR. And I did have one client that came in and she said that, her ex-boyfriend had passed away because somebody did CPR on him when he was seizuring after almost drowning in a pool, and it just pushed the water water further down into his lungs. So know when to do CPR, know what to do when somebody's having a seizure. Just Google it, you guys. Our information is out there. There are professional associations that have step-by-step to-do list. You may even want to print this out and have it attached to that emergency phone number. And your emergency response plan and communication plan staple on there, what to do in these situations. And one of them should be what to do if somebody's having a seizure. And then I am thinking about, as I'm creating this list yesterday on my Sunday afternoon, I was thinking about everything you'd want to know that it would possibly enter my mind in an emergency situation. And I started thinking about something Lauren Snow said when she was speaking at one of my live events and one of the reasons people get hurt within a facility or one of the reasons people sue is because we don't take time to assess the hazards in our spa. So just do a quick look around your spa. You know, maybe in the eyes of somebody who is trying to prevent an emergency, not in the eyes of the beauty biz practitioner looking to see if it's comfy and cozy, but do you have any wires sticking out? look at your outlets in your business. One time I had one kind of loose and I went to screw it in and sparks flew across the room. So if there's anything crazy like that happening, call in a professional, don't try to fix electric things yourself. I'm telling you this from experience. Thank God. I didn't get zapped and thrown across the room, but assess your surroundings for potential hazards that could cause somebody to trip and fall and hurt themselves Or, you know, just take a look around and make sure everything is tucked away nicely. There's no hazards that are, you know, in your business that you may have overlooked before. So it's good to just assess the situation. Again, back to my flight attendant training, whenever there was an emergency, the very first thing we were taught to do was stop and assess the situation, Gives you a second to focus and to become centered so you can show up as your best self in an emergency situation. So take a moment, stop, assess your surroundings for potential hazards that could cause harm to somebody. Okay, then also staples.com, the actual office supply store, they did a great blog post on how to prep your business for an emergency situation. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that link under the news tab at beautybizclub.com for this episode of the podcast. We always post our podcast there, beautybizclub.com under the news tab. It's, it's open to the public, these past podcasts and events that are happening. So if you go there, I'm going to post this link to staples.com. They did a great tips and advice on small business preparedness plan. And it was a great, robust article that's very in line with what I'm talking about today. So if this has got you thinking, you're going to want to go ahead and visit beautybizclub.com. Again, under the news tab, I'm going to put a link to this Staples article. So, okay, you guys, hopefully this didn't sound like Debbie the Downer because I do like to do my podcast surrounding inspirational and motivational ways to grow your beauty biz practice. But I thought this was so important. Like I said, this happened to me at the grocery store and it's still something that enters my mind a few times a day, and I want you to feel prepared, God forbid, anything were to happen within your practice or anywhere in your life, so with that being said, I am off to the gym now. Got up super early to do this this morning. I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, there will be a place for you to reply to this. If I missed anything, any emergency thing that's happened in your business that you want to share with us, maybe we could all learn from. I would really appreciate that. And I will also put the link to the Staples article there. Have an awesome day. And again, thanks for tuning in this morning. Thanks for tuning into the beauty biz show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to build the beauty biz of your dreams. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the beauty biz club, the only professional success-based society designed to fuel your success by providing you with the ongoing resources that are needed to excel in the beauty industry, please visit beautybizclub.com. Again, that's beautybizclub.com club.com. Also, if you'd like a copy of my free report, top 10 secrets of successful beauty biz practitioners, please visit lorikrete.com.